Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever WrestleTalk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, support the Ravens. Nevermore. WrestleTalk. Hello and welcome to the WrestleTalk podcast. I am Quizzlemania 2000 winner Ollie Davis, joined by Lou Cohen. Hello, Swap Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. The streak is over. The boyhood dream came true at, at Quizzlemania. And he said WrestleMania. Quizzlemania 2000. You, we, we're tag champs. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. We're, we're, I guess we won it together, but you know, I I carried most of it because you were having internet issues. Yeah, I, I did have some some internet issues at the start of the uh, the stream. Yeah, so I pretty much had to do the entire quiz by myself. And you know, Brian Zane, former champion, Sean Ross Sapp, former champion, current Alex champion of the ring, former champion. You're totally correct. I beat them all. And then at the end, when you finally managed to make your internet start working again, well, it's uh, it's been a crazy it's been a crazy twenty four hours. I've been getting calls from people I haven't spoken to in years. Like, oh my god, I saw you last night. I saw you win. Um, wow, what a comeback to go from losing, coming last every single Quizzlemania, and then in what was meant to be a tag team match, still coming first when your partner was sort of out. I know, I know, I know, Rick. I know Hulk. It's just, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing to get so much love and support from people in the industry. Dax, you know, p- p- people, people I know uh, that own. I only have to refer to them as first names. Dwayne, mm. Phil, uh, <laughs> Phil Brooks, uh, CM Punk. It just, it's, it's been really, really, uh, I guess, humbling. Yeah, I mean, it, it is it is a humbling experience in the same way that I am a, a former Quizzlemania champion and the current Cinemania champion, and I'm also one half of the Quizzlemania tag champs. I'm a triple crown winner. Yeah, well, yeah, it's you're welcome, I guess. <laughs> it's it's an amazing achievement in itself, triple crown winner. Yeah, inaugural 
Cineworld champion too, Cinemania champion, inaugural tag champs that I helped you to get there. I think what we had over everyone else, you know, mm -hmm. individually, we might fail because, you know, we, we, we're, we haven't got all the knowledge. Yeah, well, I, I, th I think that definitely applies to both of us. But well, I mean, together, a champion. we are more this. We are more than the sum of our parts because a lot of Quizzlemania was genuinely based on who are the better friends. It's a lot on like trying to think what the other person would say, and you know, sort of having that unspoken agreement with people. So I think it's no coincidence that me and you and Stephen Larson obviously the best of friends of the bunch they're called the friendos and me and yes. you are me and you yes. we were in the lead runaway lead for the majority uh of course going in raw spectacularly fell on their own faces oh god yeah didn't they just wow what a fool i cannot that was funny to see as well it was, it yeah. was how far ahead they were and how <laughs> how they they didn't really mind they were just here for the fun what lovely people everyone apart from sean ross sap is <laughs> yeah very much so uh right well we've got a uh we've got a podcast that we need to get into we've got uh, some topics that we need to talk about so y'all ready for this here is the show talk about FTR, you know, the former revival in WWE after, what, two two months? Six weeks? After joining two AEW, two years in lockdown, they have turned heel officially. Up until now, they've been towing the line. They've been tweeners. They've always seemed a bit dastardly. I think Dax and Cash are two of those people who can who will find it very hard to not look dastardly. They always look like they're up to something. Oh, yeah. And it transpired last night that all this whole tag team appreciation stuff that was part of their contract when they signed that it would be a themed episode of Dynamite to celebrate tag team wrestling was all a ruse to turn heel. Uh, the It happened in, in a really good segment. I really like the idea of it. I've got to admit, though, I am... Uh, I don't, I, I'm, I'm confused as to why it would have gone that way. In what, do you in know what, what I mean? Do you mean? Well, should we, um, should we unpack what happened mm -hmm. first? Yeah, yeah. So it's Tag Team Appreciation Night. A lot of tag matches on the show. There's uh, vignettes as well with like different tag teams, best friends, Butcher and the Blade, Omega and Page, and the best one, uh, picking like their favorite tag teams of all time, who they think the best tag team is. And then we get like the main segment of Tag Team Appreciation Night. It's the Young Bucks and FTR in the ring. You know, they're baby faces. They teamed last week together with Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard, the Brain Busters back in the day, and the Rock and Roll Express, which is just such a fantastic parallel to the modern day rivalry we've got going on here which they've totally played off in the segment because ricky morton cuts this amazing promo being like you know, i watch aew every week you guys talking to the young bucks you're like you are the best tag team on the planet you're the young version of us you're the future of tag team wrestling and then arn anderson cuts in to be like i'm not one to blow smoke because i don't like the taste mm -hmm. FTR is the greatest tag team on the planet because they get it was really really smart stuff. 
what was so good is that everybody put everybody over. Uh, you can't hear the fan that's just come on, can you? Uh, well, we I heard some beeping, but it's the beeping's I think be, fine. That's yeah, you done, can get away that's with done now. Yeah. Uh, the, the background's going to flicker a little bit. But the everyone put each other over. You had the Bucks saying what legends we are, what we're with in the ring here. Same with FTR. The, the Rock and Roll Express didn't say, or Ricky Morton didn't say, hey, the Bucks are great. FTR are rubbish. It was like, mm-hmm. FTR, you, you're just incredible. One of the best tag teams in the world. But I've got to say, the Bucks are the best in the world. Arn Anderson said the same. He was like, you revolutionized tag team wrestling, young Bucks. But FTR are the best. You know, yeah. just, and, and the pre- Morton, Arn Anderson, fantastic promos. And it's what's so good here is it's not just personal beef, although it very much is, you know, superficially, it's personal beef between the two teams. Who's best? But really, why this is such a meaty, substance-filled feud is because it's about the clash of different philosophies. These are two wrestling styles that are going in conflict with one another to decide what's best. Is it the sort of ground and pound 80s psychological style of wrestling that FTR, Arn Anderson and Tully represent? Or is it the highest of high spots? Boom, boom, boom. They can't work. They're just a T-shirt company style of Bucks and the Rock and Roll Express. I loved it. Yeah. And it was also it massively put over the tag titles as well, Mm. I felt anyway, because Tully Blanchard cuts this promo being like, look, we can sit here and, you know, (laughs) talk about how great these teams are but tom brady is the greatest football back um <laughs> of all time because he's got the most rings none of you have got the tag belts so omega and page are the best tag team. so all of a sudden like we're putting over ftr we're putting over the young bucks as the best tag teams on the planet but also our tag champs are the best tag team on the planet and I mean, Meltzer talked about this a couple of weeks ago, being like, you know, his sort of speculation was that we're going to build to a triple threat at some point. And I just thought to myself, nah, no, Dave, you you old fool. Clearly, the match at all out is FTR versus the Young Bucks. But after this segment, I'm like, maybe Dave was right. It is going to be a triple threat tag match. And I'm the old idiot. (laughs) (laughs) There's so many dynamics at play there as well because it's not just ftr bucks omega and page it's like huh omega and page's allegiances omega is obviously part of the elite with the bucks that's conflict because you're working against each other but also you might work with each other against ftr same with page he doesn't Mm -hmm. like the elite he much prefers the company of ftr which is which is what came next really this this was further developed here because Page and FTR have been very buddy-buddy for the last six weeks, and it's been Omega who's shown the conflict there. Like, Omega's Mm -hmm. like, I don't want your beer. And then he tries to make up with them, but they pour beer over his head. And while Tully cuts this excellent promo, like, everyone was good, but Tully was another level. I I wish he was around more. Sean Spears comes out, and Arn's like, okay, I see what's happening. You're going to jump me it's an ambush which is nice to to show people can see things coming sometimes you'll never see (laughs) it coming and when all this is kicking off everyone's focused on tully so dax falls over selling that knee injury from last week he's got the knee brace on because he got knocked down in the scuffle they got that had him taken out of the match last week Mm -hmm. But then which led to them off. being, which meant they led to them being beaten by the Dark Order. Yeah, sorry. But then he takes the knee brace off, implying he faked it last week. 
which Sammy Paige did. can't be happy about. Well, and Paige wasn't happy when... Sorry, well, yeah. I, sorry, I got too excited. No, no, it's, it's too good, it's too good. I want to talk about all the things immediately. He takes off the knee brace and he attacks the Rock and Roll Express and they take Ricky Morton and they give him a spike pile driver off yeah. the second rope. And what a sell job from Morton. Yeah. Well, proper, like, you know, push, like, hands pushes himself over to like land on his back old um uh, gibson is out there being like selling the, the the knee brace shot to the back of their head proper like falling through the ropes and stuff it looked like a wicked beat down and because like you know they then they spent this whole segment talking about how these two are, are legends it really really made the the attack feel very very vicious to them and they mm. they bailed the young bucks run to the ring to kind of ask what you're doing but the key to this is page and omega also coming out and Paige, with his whiskey in his hand, looking at FTR, being like, "What? Why? Why'd you do that?" Like he looked, he seemed genuinely mad. Not because they beat up legends, but that, it is because they beat up legends. But also, it's because I kind of trusted you. Like we've been forming this this sort of bond and friendship, mm. and and this is what you've done. But is it also maybe you're right? Like you did this thing, and like because we've been talking about who's going to be the one to turn out of Omega and Page, it's feeling more like it's Omega at the moment. But there's still the possibility that it's Page now that FTR have also turned. It's it's really really interesting stuff. All the heel turns, everyone turns heel. I yeah. So I guess when when I say why did this happen, as as we're talking about it, I'm sort of thinking I'm going back on myself now because I think. Okay, F, like, why did FTR do this? Why did FTR do this now? Was a heel turn actually something that works? Could can they just carry on this program and respectfully feud with each other, and then the heel turn comes later down the line? Because in AEW terms, I think the heel turns quite soon. Actually, mm -hmm. it feels like they've only just debuted and showed up in in the promotion. Um, so I guess like this. If FTR were to give a reason, which I imagine they'll do next week uh, in the build-up to All Out, uh, they'll they'll say it's because they hate the Young Bucks' style of wrestling, and they'll make mm -hmm. it more about this clash of philosophies. Um, because without that, that you know, that's why they attacked the Rock and Roll Express. We were symbolic of that that style. If they don't do that, it's just a bit like, oh, you just turned heel for heel's sake. Yeah. Which is what, yeah, which yeah. Is what I was kind of left with. Um, well, but I, now we're talking about it. Yeah. I, I can see the deeper stuff at play. I was going to say, I think because like they, they kind of represent the Young Bucks in a mm. way, like that's the sort of reason to attack them and, and sort of officially turn heel. Is, is certainly one read I think you could you could make of it. Um, last couple of things I wanted to add on the segment before we did move on. Ricky Bobby says uh, that he was a quarterback, not a football back. I'm pretty sure that's the same thing. Um, and my wife actually uh, came into the room during this segment. Um, doesn't happen very often. She's usually up like after I've finished watching the wrestling. But she walked in and she pointed to Robert Gibson on the screen and she goes, Why is Bill Bailey on your wrestling show? <laughs> yeah, the oh, that wasn't the only cameo on AEW last night. Uh Pete's been off this week. <laughs> Should we yeah. should we have a look where he was? I was surprised because I thought that there was like you know travel bans and and whatnot, but somehow like AEW that Tony Khan money managed. Pete debuted on AEW last night. Look at him behind Brody Lee. Yeah, congratulations, Chopper Pete. Now part of the Dark Order uh, because he doesn't have enough gimmicks already. Uh, I, yeah, I guess he can do anything in Florida. 
Do you like quizzes? Do you like wrestling? Do you like watching self-professed experts in their fields being exposed as dangerous frauds? Then you'll love Quizzlemania, brought to you by Parts Fun Known, the team behind acclaimed wrestling RPG No Rolls Barred. Join us every week as four wrestling pundits pit their knowledge against each other in a cerebral wrangle for prizes, glory, and a bit of good old-fashioned escapism. Enjoy the videos live every Wednesday on Parts Fun Known's YouTube channel, or subscribe right now to have them beam straight your mobile device. Quizzlemania, it's the showcase of the Immorons. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Uh, so let's do our Patreon shoutouts before we get on with all of your uh Super Chats, so last call for the Super Chats. Get them in right now. We'll read out every single one. Thank you. The man who wears the gold. The man recognized by Swaft International as the 24-7 champion. Our legend. Trademark. Hey, very, very nice. Dot, dot, dive. Dylan Cachetta. Thank you. The only French guy that watches wrestling, Kano Mac. Prove him wrong. Chris, the Cypriot sensation, Petrao. Thank you, Chris. Intense, Frank Campos. Always intense. Uh, my Immortal is my favourite song. Mashy. Thank you. You nearly said the next one. It I like the did. Name. Probocop. 
Yeah, saving Sting. Caught in a Travis Webb. Yeah, the vision, Adonis. Nice. In my veins, Viper Alistair. What does it mean? The Shrock Master, Austin Shrock. Falling through walls. Joseph, Starsky, and McCutcheon. Thank you very much, everybody. the FTR heel turn uh, we've got Joey plays, roses are red violets are blue, FTR turned heel and Omega should too mm. I like that, it, it rhymes Do you know why I like this storyline? I really like this storyline because it's you know when we were doing like, when we were doing the movie show back in the day and we were talking about the build to civil war mm. and you, I think you and I even had difference of opinion on this. We certainly did with our co-hosts as well, where I was like, I, I think I'm, I'm sort of like, I'm team cap. And you were like, yeah, but Iron Man has got a point though. I'm and pragmatic. I'm... I think cap, Captain America's ideals wouldn't work. <laughs> and they yeah, didn't. But, yeah, well, yeah, but no. Uh, and uh, Iron Man was right. Hashtag Iron Man was right. Um, and it's, that's why I love this storyline because as wrestling fans, we're all talking about the, Actually, I think Omega should turn, and some people are like no, it should definitely be Paige. Paige should turn and form the four horsemen, uh, the four horsewomen, mm. the four horsemen with FTR and Sean and and all this sort of stuff, or with Cody or whatever. I yeah, I'm 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 down for it, man. Uh, I just want to point out this comment from Dedros, who uh, really pays attention to the wider wrestle talk lore. We all know Chopper is partial to occult wearing masks. They're just so trustworthy. Yeah. He Absolutely. knows his gimmick. Uh, Kevin says, I didn't really like the fact that on the tag team appreciation night, the tag rules were not enforced on some matches. Omega and Page versus Jurassic Express. I guess, you do you mean like when the match broke down in the final sequence? I just, because I just, that's, all, that yeah, I mean, time. but also I just want to say like, just use your real name, Jim Ross. Like, it's fine. Like, we're not going to be like... <laughs> I'm not going to be upset that you, you've sent us in a super chat. It would be lovely. No, mm. no, a more serious matter. Yeah, like, I think that's just that happens in, in all tag matches. You know, I know that, like, FTR has kind of said that, but that was very much for their matches that the rules uh, should be enforced. But JR did have, he had his salty pants on today to be uh, to talk about the referee not being in control. I, I think that could be a pretty good gimmick for FTR going forward if they really try and enforce rules. Mm. It's kind of like it's kind of a an honor thing based to it, because it's not inherently evil that you want everyone to follow the rules. It just comes across as a bit douchey sometimes. Charlie Davis, Kenny keeps sliding further towards the cleaner every episode of Dynamite. But something I noticed last night is that his hair is slowly getting darker as well, closer to his look as the cleaner. That and yeah. I, I would wager, knowing Omega like we do, that's not an accident. Like he is doing that very much on purpose for you to notice mm. because they do like to do these storylines where things pay off for fans that have been paying attention and sort of spot these things. It's to kind of like further discussions. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I think that's probably very much on purpose. I, I and I hadn't spotted it either. So that is a thank you so much for that super chat. That's great. Valab Mamadipudi. I feel bad for Hangman. His tag partner is getting more unhinged. His new BFFs turned heel. He can't trust anyone. And can't even buy a new lawnmower. I know, right? And he joined the elite, and then he's leaving the elite again, or possibly leaving. Like he, 
He's had a rough old go of it uh, since All Out last year as poor old Hangman Page. The lawnmower was on his name bar strap brilliantly. Christopher Jazzcat, my housemate, kept yelling geriatric fight during the segment. I'm pretty keen for Vicious Omega again. He called Marco an effing P. Well, uh, so we can, I'm going to make a very, very cultural reference. Um, we could we could Cardi B this situation because she has had to uh, censor that word as well in her song. I, I, I mean, as a Brit, I would pronounce it WAP, but I, as Americans, I believe it's WAP. Um, and she she says gushy so uh, in that song to replace it. So he called him uh, an effing gushy on on BTE. Wow, I don't know what these these words are. Uh, I'm I'm not I'm not familiar with this debate. I hope we just haven't made any horrible slurs. Siddharth online, FTR were acting good until they got contracts. Ah, there you that, go. Uh, they, they got, and like it was Arn Anderson that helped them get those contracts as well. Mm. Charlie Davis, another again, another thing I wanted to bring up is that on this week's Being the Elite, Hangman explicitly said that he wouldn't want to be in a team with the cleaner version of Kenny. This storyline, man, I, I can't get enough of it. It's so, so great. So many different avenues that it can go down. Mm. Great, great stuff. Really, 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 really great. Um, so, yeah, we'll get on with the rest of your Super Chats uh, at the end of the show. Get them in. We will read out every single one of them. But before the play-by-play review of AEW Dynamite, let's take you back to last night's Quizzlemania 2000. It is the people who brought you, and I do hate saying it, hashtag FTF. It is Team Fightful. It is Sean and Denise representing Jam That Jam, a better hashtag. It is Team Wrestle Talk. We're the main event. We're the stars of Quizzlemania. We are the rock. We are Austin. Here we are, uh, me, me and my best friend Denise, that f- all day. This whole FTF. JTJ thing comes to an end at SummerSlam. Let's have a super chat party. If I win, I want hashtag FTF that to be the official Wrestle Talk slogan. All right, SummerSlam. Yeah, okay. No, me and you have got this, Luke. At SummerSlam, it's going to be FTF versus JTJ. And the winner either goes away forever once and for all. But you, if you win, that will become the channel official slogan. Jam that jam, folks. It all comes to a, cri- a, cri- a climax. It comes to a climax. What is it about this feud that stops me from speaking? <laughs> it's, oh yeah, peeling back the curtain somewhat. Ollie, Ollie kept saying during like the, uh, it was going down like it's, yeah, it's hashtag JTG. <laughs> no, it's, it's JTJ. I've got I've got such a, a mental trip up where I know I'm going to say JTG. So my mind starts like f- four sentences beforehand, puts up this warning sign saying, "No, it's JTJ, JTJ, J2J." I can't I can't say it properly. So when it gets to the time, I trip over other words. Um, but yes, this is how it's going to go down because a lot of stuff happened on last night's Quizzlemania 2000. Uh, uh, you know, if you haven't watched it yet, sorry, the, today's news seems to spoil it for a few people. So just in case you haven't watched it yet. Um, 
something happened where Adam Blompier has to put his hair on the line on the next episode, which is in two weeks' time after SummerSlam. Um, And for that, he will be stepping out of the hosting role and Luke will be taking over as host for the next Quizzlemania. Quizzlemania X7. That's right. I'm going to be putting on my finest suit jacket, pulling out my best sunglasses to take on the role of what Adam could possibly look like uh, for future Quizzlemanias as the host of Quizzlemania X7, which could be the greatest Quizzlemania of all time. And he'll be going up against what has become all of our arch nemesises, Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful. He's just just a, a, a grade A douchebag. And one of the things he's pushing, obviously, is the catchphrase FTF. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say what those letters stand for. Don't give it to him. Because it will get friendo us that friendo. Friendo that friendo. Fun that fun. That's yep. what I'm here for. We take I'm the here power to away from it. Fun. Yeah, we'll own those letters. And then what we're going to do is we're going to ban them. So mm-hmm. you will never hear F that F again because we are a family-friendly channel. We've created an advertiser-friendly brand here on WrestleTalk that sponsors want to have their products advertised on. You hear me, Sean? I know you've got Manscaped, but what else have you got? Have you got a Raid? Have you got a crunchy roll? Have you got a muscle hustle? No, I don't think you have. And the reason is the reason is because you got that potty mouth. Not here with jam that jam. Jam that jam is a very innocent, lovely, family-friendly catchphrase. And that is the catchphrase, that is the tagline of Wrestle Talk for the future. But to vanquish you from our channel, we're gonna put it all on the line on SummerSlam and our live reactions. We're going to have a super chat party. That means whichever hashtag FTF or JTJ gets more super chats on will become the official tagline of WrestleTalk. And we are not going to let these people down. Yes, this is actual tattoos that I can't remember the name of the person. Have you got it? Uh, I've not. No, you're, you're the it's one rambling who Nero. <laughs> it's rambling, rambling Nero on Twitter. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I don't want to let these people down. I'm, I'm, I'm a bit concerned by the the decision that you made, um, because you're right. Like, it's a, like, what if we lose, man? Like, what if we, what if we lose? Got me now. After I won Quizlemania 2000, because you know, with, um, God damn it, I was not meant to spoil that result. <laughs> um, <laughs> So we did happened, at the start of this stream, though. I just tell, I just tell everyone. Uh, the Luke Luke's internet glitched out last night. I had to I had to go the whole length of Quizzlemania and pretty much play it by myself against all the other tag teams, and I won it. And I think off the back of that, I think I can beat Sean Ross Sapp by myself. So with Luke with me, we're better than ever. We're together. Of course, we can beat F that F. Well, I might also have someone on the inside as well because breaking news, breaking news in my headphone that does not work. Got a new permanent co-host for the Friday Magazine show. That's right. Permanent co-host for the Friday Magazine show. You love her. We love her too. She's incorruptible. She's the hammer. Denise Salcedo. 
yeah, hopefully she's not trying to infiltrate anything. Yep, I'm. I, I'm. I've got. I've got confidence. Got yeah. confidence in her. Okay. Well, that's what's on the line. Lots of stuff coming up in this already incredibly packed next couple of weeks. SummerSlam, Payback, All Out, but bigger than anything, our live reactions in Quizzlemania X7 and the WrestleTalk podcast tomorrow. We have spent enough time with oh, yeah, the, the chat. The chat's very upset that we're not reviewing the show. We gave you 10 minutes, but we didn't do all this at the start of the episode on purpose. We're doing the review now. I'm so sorry we took up seven minutes of your time doing that fun stuff that we want to do. This is why we have PFK. Jam that jam. Right. So uh, last night's episode of AEW Dynamite kicked off with fans. Yes, so these were fans that were invited uh, to the building. They're friends of wrestlers, I believe, as opposed to it was just like, you know, I think someone posted up on Twitter that they were there to be like, I know some of the people who work on the production and they invited me to to come here as opposed to they opened up the doors. It was still very much a closed set and everyone was tested as far as we know. Uh, AW have said that they, you know, they're being very cautious of the sort of the people who are working within the industry think that AW is sort of like leading the way of how it should be done. So hopefully in this instance, I hope that they were taking precautions, particularly after the fuzzy uh, idiocy over the weekend. I will say that word. Somebody mm-hmm. once told me um, it was Smash Mouth were there. They were the headline act. <laughs> Smash Mouth Some of all bands. <laughs> told me. Just like, I mean, I, I, I've always thought, man, the first band you want to see once all this COVID stuff is sorted out, it's got to be Smash, Smash Mouth. Mouth. Smash, Smash Mouth, Mouth is the only band, right? So I'm hoping that they were being, <laughs> and Fozzy, I'm, uh, I'm hoping that they were being very, very safe with all of this. Uh, yes. Well, you know, look, I wouldn't have done it. I don't think it adds anything. I think the crowd stuff that they had beforehand with just people around was fine. Uh, we criticize WWE for letting friends, friends and family in. Remember all of that? We criticize them for it. I know AEW seemed to be actually testing people. There was controversy around WWE illusions that they might not have tested people. This was pre-masks. AEW was wearing masks. Performance center is closed in a building. Daly's place is very well ventilated and you know, borderline just outside. Mm. So, yes, it's better. Did it really add anything? Was it worth the risk? I don't think so. It is what it is. Uh, yeah. Just trying to stay objective here in how I treat all the other promotions. Yeah. What have we got there? Yeah, no point. No point. <laughs> Cheers, Nell for Nell for what? <laughs> Nell for what? Nothing. I kneel for nothing. <laughs> Certainly don't kneel for FTF. Uh, that's right. I'm going to take over this review with constant references to the fun. <laughs> All right, so uh, the Excalibur wasn't on the commentary team again, which I find quite concerning. Although, you know, you said JR was salty. I didn't find him that bad. I thought they, I thought it's him, only Taz, and the tag Tony, matches. I thought him, Tony, and Taz together were actually, they were pretty damn good this week. 
Mm. I mean, I like them as a team. I really, really mm. do. Because I think Taz adds so much to the group. He adds a lot of character to it, which I think Excalibur does as well. Like Excalibur brings like a lot of the knowledge because he's been working with all of these guys in the roster for the last 10 plus years. So he knows them as well as anyone does. So he can kind of like bring new viewers up to date on certain things, which I think is, is really, really good. But Taz brings not only many, many years of commentary experience uh, broadcasting on SmackDown and, you know, and WWE, but the character that he's got as well, this sort of heel manager role. Like they announced later on the show that Darby Allen's in action next week. And, he, and like Taz's like, I can't wait to see that guy because I hate him so much. Mm. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's a refreshing thing to have someone on commentary who's directly involved in storylines. It does add something, I agree. Um, it's... What a problem for AEW to have. I want all the commentators to be on the commentary team. Like, I yeah. really want Excalibur back, but I, I love Taz. Uh, but yeah, it was it because... So why this is an issue, if you haven't been following it, is three weeks ago on the last set of tapings, the live episode didn't have Excalibur on because around the same time, uh, sort of racist promos he'd cut previously had resurfaced. Uh, these were long times ago. Um, he'd already apologized for them. There were reports that at least one of the instances was actually at the request of a black wrestler he was working with to get more heat. Um, but, you know, it, it's, uh, yeah, it's, time it's, change. times change, right? So Excalibur felt it best, reportedly, to not be on that show because of the controversy online. And then he wasn't on last week's show either because they were both taped show. at the same time. That he isn't on this week's episode, which means he likely won't be on next week's episode either. That concerns me because I don't want him to go anywhere. No, but you know, it's it's like I think giving it a full month may be a really good thing. So maybe like because the, the thing with sort of Twitter chatter and internet chatter is that things do tend to die down quite quickly, unfortunately, particularly when it is something that is quite prevalent and does need to be discussed it can sort of get where you know we do live in a 24-hour news cycle world there's always and particularly with the way the world is going at the moment there's always something else to sort of be mad and angry at so maybe it's just yeah it's just sort of like letting the the storm kind of calm down well breaking news on something else always to get angry about this is a report from sean ross Sapp. Yeah. uh Randy Andy Datsun's just popped it into my document here. Evolve, WXW, Progress, and more are coming to the WWE Network on the 15th of August. Bloody hell, that's like which is this Saturday. Is this weekend. <laughs> 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 that, that's the most WWE thing, right? Like, they've been talking about this for about five years at this point, and then it's like, oh, and it's Saturday now. Like, we've been waiting five years. It's going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's going to happen. It's not going to happen. And then it's uh, Saturday. It's coming to Saturday. It was literally two weeks ago. I wrote a big bit in the WrestleTalk News about how Vince had dropped the plans yet again because that was Michelle said, Barrios and George Wilson. Oh, honestly. <laughs> I'm I'm not surprised, but I'm also surprised. How what how do those two emotions coincide? Right. Let's get to the review. Let's start the show now. Half an hour in. We said we weren't gonna go over. <laughs> so the match that the show started with the Young Bucks versus the Dark Order, Dark Order being the lineup of Evil Uno and Stu Grayson. I was pretty down on Evil Uno and Stu Grayson when they first started in AEW. You know, the gimmick had uh, sort of was initially flawed, didn't really get over. 
that the Brody Lee era has just fixed all of that and they've been on fire. Uh, I always loved Stu Grayson. I became a, an immediate fan of the way he wrestles. Evil Uno, it's taken me longer, but now I'm on the train. I think there's something about him now. I, yeah. ju I just see his face and it feels like the tip of an iceberg of a larger bit of lore. I don't know if that that makes sense. No, it totally makes sense. Like he's always been a very good sort of comedy wrestler when he was in the Super Smash Brothers, or you know, with mm. with Grayson, because it was you know people would be able to press stop on his pat or press pause on his on his uh, trousers and stuff like that. But he's also incredibly very very talented within the ring on the technical side of things, and he does do some excellent cheap heel stuff. There was a moment during this match where he takes off his wrist tape. And he's sort of like, and the ref, like as if he's going to choke uh, uh, one of the young bucks with it. So the referee takes the rip ta wrist tape, turns his back, and then Evil Uno boom, pokes him in the <laughs> eye. Like, that is, you could have done something big. You could have done like a big, like low blow or something like that. No, it was the poke to the eye, like the, the healest of healish things that you can do. It's just great. I love the way he carries himself to the ring. I love the way he has one hand behind his back with the, uh, the, the other hand up. I, I know him and Grayson together are just so, so great. And I, I love this. And I was actually gutted that they lost. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about that. Um, it, was, it was a really good match. Different to the normal style, I would argue. Tag team wrestling in AEW is usually pretty back and forth. This match had Matt get attacked. Is that right? Yeah. No, Jay, uh, Nick was attacked. Yeah, they were both attacked at the at the top of the ramp, and then Matt yes. couldn't get back into the ring because it would be uh, an injury, well not an injury, but you know he got beaten down quite a bit. So they worked over Nick to build up to the Matt hot tag, uh, and then that they worked over Matt to build to the Nick hot tag, and then basically it was just let's just exchange a load of moves and look wicked doing it. Mm. Because if there's one thing I love in this world, aside from my wife, it's a Nick Jackson hot tag. Because oh my, it's so good. Yeah. It's flawless, is what it is. Yeah, it was it was a great tag match. I just um, and it's difficult because I don't want the Bucks to lose, but really I don't want Evil Uno and Grayson to lose either. And just looking at the overall landscape of stuff, the Bucks are going into the match with FTR. You don't you don't want to beat them, right? That's a big match, so maybe they should win. But at the same time, if you're also telling the story of the Bucks kind of wavering to to you know in the challenge of all of this. I'd, a loss here wouldn't have hurt them. It would have hurt them a little bit. But I think the amount Grayson and Uno would have gained from beating them makes them a worthier winner. Yeah, I, I think so. Particularly after the, the yeah, they got the win last week as well. I think it's kind of like building off some of that momentum, particularly mm. then because you've got the Brody Lee thing later on in the show. You want to try and build some momentum for the Dark Order, sort of have them beat and then Brody Lee cut the promo later. It's kind of like, yeah, it's... I, I think it, it would, I, personally, I'd have preferred the Dark Waters win, but also I get it because, as you say, we're looking like we're going to be building to this triple threat tag match, tag title match at All Out. So you do want to keep the Bucks strong, in which case, probably don't book the match. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough. It's tough. Yeah, uh, it it's, tough. it's not like one of those things like, oh, they buried the Dark Order. It's just like, oh, you know what? Oh, I think I I think I would have just gone for them. But yeah, the yeah. better way is to book the match. Um, then we got the first of the vignettes of tag teams talking about their favorite tag teams for tag team appreciation night and it was omega and page and omega <gasps> just said right away young bucks 
and this was so great because it's the tag champ sitting there and Paige asks the question is like man like the greatest tag team of all time Paige cuts him off being like well we don't even need to talk about it it's the Young Bucks mm. and he starts talking about how the Young Bucks are the greatest <laughs> tag team on the planet all the while Paige is sitting there just tapping his belt not saying anything he's just tapping his belt yeah. and kind of looking at Paige to be like nope no I don't think so yeah oh it was so good Loved it. Um, then we got MJF doing his latest address. Uh, so we before the ad break, it's set up with that sort of West Wing style shot when he's walking through the corridor with all these aides behind him. And I love this. I didn't pick up on it on the time, but I saw it later on Twitter. Yeah. MJF just shoves a guy who was too near him into the wall. And I thought, you know, it's a funny thing. But then when you go on Twitter and everyone's like, no, this is a callback to Samoa Joe's NXT TakeOver would have been around 2015, 2016 entrance when he made the, that we walked through the corridors to MJF was an extra there and Samoa Joe just shoved MJF against the wall during his entrance. What a, what a great tiny reference. Absolutely something brilliant. Something that enhances the segment with no knowledge of anything. But if you do know, it, it's so much more rewarding. That's the that's the best use of an insider reference. And I, I I'm I'm so in love with this new MJF character as well because it's not a new character. It's MJF. He's just taking himself in a slightly different direction. But what I love about this is that he is not a Trump parody. Mm. He's but he's taken Trumpisms, the Trumpisms that people make fun of him for and added it into his character. So he's taken like, you know, Trump calling her crooked Hillary or sleepy Joe and, and things like that, which is idiotic is what it is. And he's calling him dictator John. And that's, say so he's given him a brand, a brand that people can sort of like attach some hatred to, which is what Trump, you know, quite cleverly did really during the 2016 election. And that's, so that's really good. Telling Nina to smile more because that's what sort of like these trolls online keep for some reason have this thing about women is like, oh, you'd look so much prettier if you smiled more. It's like, remember when the Captain Marvel poster came out and be like, I don't know why she's not smiling. <laughs> like, because why would she be smiling? But he's taken that sort of like troll mentality and added to it. But it's not a parody of trolls. He has just picked up on something that they do and added it to his character. It's mm. just, it's wonderful. It's so clever. Yeah, th this this particular segment, there wasn't an anything really different from the one two weeks ago where he sort of launched the campaign rally thing to become your new uh, champion for 2020. Uh, but what he did really neatly, in a nice bit of staging, I don't think I've seen it before. He said, look, John, I'll make it more, I'll make it more comfortable for you. I'll talk to you in the way you like people to just lay down for you with yeah. their eyes looking up at the light so you can pin them. And he lays down on the mat and cuts a promo upwards to the camera above the ring. Uh, he, it was only one shot for a bit, and then it cut to the one down by his head, which was a shame. I, want, I almost I wanted the whole thing to be done. I think it's because he was out of position. <clears throat> so you can see like when the camera was zooming in, there was mm. like quite a lot of headroom for MJF. So I don't think they actually, I, he wasn't really in frame. He kind of like, no. I think he might have missed his mark ever so slightly. So they had to cut to the other one. And you could tell that they weren't ready to cut to the other one because it was out of focus. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's a shame because it was a great idea and a, a, a yeah. new way of doing a promo. Um, but ultimately, you know, pretty similar to 
two weeks ago. So to get that escalation of conflict, Moxley's music hits. And it's like, oh, we haven't actually seen them properly interact yet. Sure, MJF ran in and hit him with the title in last week's main event, but we haven't had like the proper in-ring confrontation. And MJF from thought Moxley wasn't in the building. He says this in his promo. And as soon as Moxley's music hits, the whole facade drops. He is terrified. And he's like to his to his secret service people. Get, look, he's going to come through the stands. Moxley always comes through the stands. Get that entrance way, that entrance way. And he's looking out towards the crowd when Moxley just walks straight out through the normal ramp. And yep. he's, everyone on commentary is like, he's outsmarted MJF. Mox comes in, beats him up, paradigm shift. And MJF sells it. Like, just so, like a petulant child. Yeah. You know, like, oh, he hurt great. me, he hurt yeah. me. And it just makes me want to, oh, I just want to wring MJF's neck in the best possible way. I want to see Moxley kick his ass so yeah. badly. That's the sign of a great heel. I don't, I hate MJF for all the right reasons because he's such an annoying little dick. And I cannot wait to see John Moxley kick the crap out of him at All Out. It's going to mm. be great. Uh, Moxie cut a promo afterwards, effectively saying he's going to kick the crap out of him, with Tony Khan sitting in the background yeah. on, on the production headset. Looking nice at numbers. Yeah. <laughs> kind of furiously, furiously masturbating to numbers. <laughs> That's what I do to the YouTube backend. <laughs> uh, Is this why we've, st- was that why we've done morning call to the afternoon now? I need, I need to pick me up around breakfast <laughs> time. Uh, so... After that, we got a recap of Sammy throwing the chair in Matt Hardy's face from last week, that horrible botch with all the stitches. And Matt Hardy's having a promo with Alex Marvez, and he says, well, I'll be cleared next week for Saturday because next week's AEW Dynamite is on Saturday. This show won't be here next week, remember? But me and Luke, unfortunately, won't be around because there's no AEW to review. No. Uh, so it's on Saturday, which means, unfortunately, the, the SmackDown review is going up because of our AEW bias. Mm-hmm. Um, so we won't be around to, uh, to review that show. And we've got too much on with SummerSlam. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we've got an NXT review the next day. We're yeah. reviewing NXT over SummerSlam for once. <laughs> so over AEW for once. So, yeah, um, actually, speaking of that, they're instead going to be airing um, part one of All Out on YouTube next week. Mm-hmm. For a moment as well. Like when they put the poster up for All Out, I was like, they're showing, they're starting the build to All Out already on youtube and then like and then it was later they're like it's the first part of last year's or i was like oh of course of course it's last year's all out what an idiot i thought every pay-per-view can't be three nights long now <laughs> uh but yeah matt hardy cuts this promo and alex marvez says are you okay matt because he does look a bit shaky you know he had a chair to the head the idea is he's concussed and he sees a guy who's sort of dressed like um Dress Sammy. like Sammy would dress. He goes over, just starts beating him up. Everyone runs over. It's not uh, Sammy. It's Posey, the, ref- the, referee. the referee. Mike Posey. Mike Posey, I want to say, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Luke is being raided right now. Big red fire truck, mate. Big red fire truck. Uh, then we got Cody versus Scorpio Sky. <laughs> I love Justin Roberts's ring introductions. Yeah, so yeah. good. Uh, but this was played up like a big deal. Cody came out with the Nightmare Family. We got a look at the new, the finished rather, TNT title design. Uh, it's it, it's good looking. It, I mean, I think someone sent in a super chat about this, but I think it looks the same. Like oh, I know, no, it I know, looks, like I know it it's looks, gold and everything it's out, got but depth. but it looks 
pretty much the same as it did before. The other one looked like it was drawn on paper. This looks like <laughs> a championship belt. It's still, it's, it's not my favorite championship design. I love the AW tag belts. <gasps> I am so going to go to town on the figures. <laughs> Every morning I wake up and I'm like, I'm going to order some figures today. And I forget, but I'm going to do it after this. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but yeah. And, you know, we've got the ring introductions and everything. Who should step out to officiate the match? But the guy released by WWE in mid-April, Mike Kyoda. Yeah, I actually didn't spot it at first. Like, I know they, I know he stood there and he held up the belt and everything. It was halfway through the match when they weren't even making reference to it. I was like, that's Mike Kyoda. Yeah, he got a name bar. I know. I it was really nice. It said, like, 33 years of refereeing experience. And you're like, bloody hell, like, how do you let someone like this go? Yeah. It's, it's such, like, it's such, what's the word? Like, like folly it's it's hubris to, to to get someone with so much experience and think you have nothing more left to offer us oh yeah well this is howard finkel off of announcing uh because he was too old and i think he was in his 30s mm, good grief well, uh, but this, so this was a really nice match i liked it a lot i really liked i, th I think so the problem with sky for me, and you know, I've been vocal about this last year, is that I don't think SCU were the right inaugural champions. I think we can all agree that now, that I was right. Uh, who, who, it's like, I, I forget. I forget they were ever the, the champs. Yeah. Um, and also, with Scorpio Sky, maybe it's just because when I think Daniels, I think Kaz. When I think Kaz, I think Daniels. So when I see them together, whoever's with them is going to feel like a third wheel. And SCU as a unit... I'm always thinking bad influence and Scorpio Sky, right? Yeah. So I, having him as a singles wrestler is a really smart move, I think. Yeah, I think my criticism I would have against this is that all of this build has been done on Dark, mm. and that's absolutely fine. Like, I've got no issue with you doing that build on Dark. That's actually a very smart thing to do to try and get people to watch the show. But recap that. Show us this, because if you're only watching Dynamite then you don't know that he's been going out as more of a singles guy and he's now got new music and this sort of new entrance where he's kicking down the door and, and all this sort of stuff. You need to tell your, like, you need to treat the audience like they're idiots. And you need to tell us these things. I don't know why they didn't recap this. Recap the promo that he cut a couple of weeks ago because it was a great promo. Show mm. us these things to give us a reason as to why we're getting this championship match here. Well, the actual match, totally agree on all of that, by the way. They have a really nice feeling out period, a bit of anything you can do, I can do better, one-upmanship at the start, and it just breaks out into a brawl. It feels really good, and then it goes to a shrink screen ad break, which Ollie skips, <laughs> full disclosure, and we come back, not all the time, sometimes I watch them, but this one I skip, and it comes back, and Sky's selling his lower back, kicked out the crossroads, Cody's selling his ribs, hit another crossroads, and won. And I was like, oh... Yeah. Oh, I really, really like this match, and I thought this was good. It needed to. It needed to be Scorpio Sky going 15, 20 minutes and really, really getting over in defeat. But what it felt like was a three-week push, a three-week push on Dark to build up a match that is just filler because the real match is Brody next week. And it's what we said about Matt Cardona last week that Matt Cardona felt like the third wheel in like, cause the dark order looks so good. And then you had sky come out, which made Matt's debut look even more like, you know, less important. 
and Sky here loses, and you know he looks despondent after the match and stuff. And then he's just sort of walking to the back when Brody Lee's cutting this promo, and it was a great promo by Brody Lee, but mm. it really diminished the sort of like the good work you were doing with Scorpio Sky. It was actually that it was a bit of a shame, really. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Uh, but that I think Brody Lee next week, great, great promo, like you said, on the oh, Tron, so great, flanked by Chopper Pete and Alex Silver. And he holds up the old TNT title and said, don't worry, Cody, when I take that one from you, you can have this hold on back. He Brody loves, st- loves so stealing titles. Yeah, he does, doesn't he? Um, I th- I think he might win it. Yeah. Oh, really? I'm, I'm actually, do you know what? I'd really like that. I'd yeah. really, really like that. Yeah. I, I don't just think he might win it. I think he probably should win it. I don't mm. think Brody can lose. What does Cody lose, right? He doesn't. And the you can have a hundred Dark Order bits of interference. Overbook it to hell. That's how Cody does his matches anyway, really the big ones. So I think Lee needs to win a title now. And yeah. I think the TNT title round his waist with all of the minions he's got now. And it's, it, it, it lends him credibility as a leader. Brody yeah. as a champion might encourage more followers. But yeah. I can see them putting it on Cody still as well. I just and, ju- and you know what? Because it's the Saturday show as well. Like maybe you want to make the Saturday show feel quite newsworthy. So mm. doing a title change on them may be a way to do that. Well, I talk about that actually because it's it's a stacked show going up against NXT TakeOver. Mm. And TakeOver's, you know, they feel like big events. And they are. They are. They're very good in ring. But reach-wise... You're looking at under 100,000 views. It's on the mm-hmm. network. It's not on TV. So it'll be interesting to see. It's out of the usual time slot. So it'd be very interesting to see how NXT does unopposed on Wednesday. If they don't go up by 200,000, that, that'll be ve- very telling that there's, there's all... not much overlap. Yeah. I mean, it would be so, it's going to be very interesting to see how dedicated this AEW audience is that they will watch a show when it's not on like do you remember like when tna moved from mondays from Mm. moved from thursdays to mondays and went up against raw what they discovered was that people were watching tna on thursdays because there was no other wrestling on thursdays right like they went through and everyone was actually like you know what sorry i'm I'm, i watch raw on a monday sorry about that mate are we going to find that some of these wrestling fans are watching AEW on a wednesday because AEW is on Wednesday and they're not watching it on Saturday because they're watching something else on Saturday. So I, I don't know, man. I think it's going to be very interesting to see what the ratings for it are. Well, hey, if, if AEW runs unopposed, I was listening to The Observer and they said there's a big NBA game beforehand, so you can expect a huge lead in. That's true, actually. Yeah. And they'll like, be doing what? some heavy promotion for it during it, I'd imagine. What if TNT, you know, Khan's a, Khan's a numbers man. The, the Wednesday Night Wars are fun and all, but if the network sees, oh my God, if we put this on unopposed on a different night, it'll get, you know, 300,000 more viewers, break a million. Yeah, but Davis, what if what it. if that is a Saturday and yeah, then it's going to really throw our schedules into disarray? Pete, <laughs> <laughs> you're working Sundays. <laughs> Good God. Well, I hope it's a Tuesday. Tuesday night dynamite. I always thought that sounded better anyway. TN. D, damn it. Um, right, so after that, we had Private Party picking the Hardy Boys as their favorite tag team. Uh, then we got Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus versus Page and Omega. This was a decent match. Uh, 
Jungle Boy took the pin, it was more about Omega still showing those heelish tendencies. He was going mostly for Marco's stunt outside. Yeah, he was well annoyed by a little Marco, wasn't he? When mm. he does like he went on this sort of like Snapdragon run. And it was such a run of Snapdragons that he did one to Marco who wasn't even in the ring. <laughs> yeah. So it's and that follows on from a few weeks ago. Like he keeps, you know, it was Marco that he really snapped on. Uh it's 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 such a good slow turn. This is yeah. so satisfying to watch. I absolutely love it. And like the other side of this, what I thought was very interesting, is that you know Scorpio Sky is going on this little singles run. Kazarian was being shown mm. in the crowd. No Daniels there. I don't know if that's because he can't get into the the can't get there or whatever. But it was just Kaz on his own, just sort of watching on former tag champ Kazarian. So I thought that was quite interesting as well. Yeah, I don't know how that's going to play into anything. Uh, but overall, like, not not the big match I was expecting. Not not like the killer go out of your way to sit match. Yeah, but uh, it was fun. It was it was nice fun team- yeah, it was fun. And uh, nice seeing Omega and Jungle Boy in the ring because it felt like a bit of a glimpse to the future. You know, four years down the line, grizzled heel vet Omega versus new main eventer Jungle Boy. Um, but Jungle Boy, the pin there for the win. Santana and Ortiz just trashed the best friend's gear in the, mm-hmm. in the locker room. Butcher and Blade picked their favorite tag team. Then we got the tag team appreciation night segment we've already covered. Then, hey, it's your three-minute women's segment. Well, before that, we got the uh, Mike Kyoto interview where Jericho essentially told him uh, yes. to sort of help him uh, screw over uh, Orange Cassidy in the main event, where he's like, uh, you know, I, I helped save your job once back in that other company, so I can save your job here as well if you do the right thing. And Kyoto's like, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call this match right down the middle. And Jericho's like, yeah, yeah, call it right down the middle. <laughs> it was very good. But what wasn't good, uh, we're not going to spend much time on this because... It's a broken record. We're a broken record. I don't like being a broken record, but I did come up with a fun new line for it. Lipstick service. Uh, hey, very, very good, nice. Right? I told my lady partner and she was like, that is good, Ollie. Well done. <laughs> mm. I got a pun. I got a pun pat on the head. But yeah, it was Sheeda taking on Heather Monroe, someone who's making their Dynamite debut, yet another new face that we haven't had time to invest in. And she just squashed her, making yeah. a tap in about three minutes. And then she got a promo on the ramp where she just said, bring it on. No angle, no nothing. And Nyla Rose was in the crowd with Vicky Guerrero at her side. So this Vicky Guerrero thing has led to her managing Nyla Rose for no matches on Dynamite, and they got eliminated in the first round of the Women's Tag Cup tournament thing. So not really led to a great deal. And Mm. Sheeta's still without a challenger for a pay-per-view that's in, what, like two, three weeks' time? No story going in whatsoever. No no one feels like a challenger because uh, there's no other squash matches going on. The women's uh, tournament got a little bit of lipstick service uh, in sort of the promotion things to tell you to watch the semifinals. And I think the final is actually taking place on one of the Saturday shows. So that's <laughs> that's something. But I, I found it interesting yesterday. I posted up, um, someone wrote this open letter to AEW. It was uh, reposted by Ring the Bell, who's you know, DS Shin, really, really nice guy. And he reposted it. And I read the letter and I was like, you know, what? it's absolutely right. You know, you do need to give them a chance you need to be doing better by this and I, I we said it last week i don't know why they won't accept the criticism they accept criticism over everything else in this company but not the women's division it's so bizarre mm. and so i reposted it 
And all I got was responses from people being like, don't want to see it anyway. Don't want to see it. Why do you keep talking about this? Women's wrestling is rubbish. They haven't, they haven't had time or, you know, they need time to develop. It's, it's the same arguments we've been hearing since day one. And I, I just don't think I don't buy any of it. I honestly don't buy any of it. I, yeah. And it's, it's a shame to see from a company I love drop the ball in such like a, just a bad, like a really, it's such a bad look. It's such a bad, I've said my piece so many times. I'm bored of talking about it, to be honest. Job of Jay uh, Remember that last pay-per-view when Sheeta and Ford was great? Uh, yeah. Um, the main event, however, was Chris Jericho versus Orange Cassidy. Love the idea of the $7,000 obligation match to pay for this increasingly orange suit jacket. <laughs> um, it's got that old school vibe. Usually, I always thought, you know, you introduce money into a match and it kind of takes away a bit of the mystique behind how much wrestlers earn. You know, like mm -hmm. these WWE can never get it right. You are fined $10 million for punching a referee. Like, well, that's too much. Like, you're fined 500 quid for F5ing Shane McMahon. Do you remember that? Yeah. Brock yeah I and I'm like, Oh, that seems like too little. So, but th th this this could this worked, I think. Um, the match itself, though, um, huh. yeah, I found it a bit of a. It was not as good as their first match, which I didn't think no. was like the great sort of blowaway match that I thought it was going to be anyway. But this was, you know, Cassidy was on top. A lot of this Jericho could not get out of the gates. Uh, he teased the tap out from the walls, kicked out of the code breaker. And then you got the spot where Jericho grabs Floyd the bat and, you know, he tells Kyoto to turn away so you don't see me hitting this this kid with the, belt, uh, with the bat. Kyoto takes him off of him. Uh, Cassidy gets a series of near falls. We had some scuffles between Santana and Ortiz and the best friends. Hager uh, interfered, but Cassidy still kicked out of that. Ducked the Judas effect and then sort of locked in the, the pin submission but it didn't quite go to plan and that was it and like the, and the show literally just ended like it was just like and we're out of time folks it's mm -hmm. cassidy won has been i was a bit underwhelmed by it yeah yeah i i thought jericho looked bad in this i i, I particularly that finish so I, I looked into it and cassidy's uh oh my god i can't remember the name of i was literally talking to you about it cassidy's pinning combination Mousetrap. I think it's called yeah. a mousetrap pin. Like that, yeah, rolls yeah. forward. Jonathan Gresham does fantastic videos on YouTube explaining these sorts of pinning combinations. And I watched one. I was like, okay, so that's the way you take it. By rolling forward. <laughs> and Jericho just falls backwards. Yeah. And it completely like, flattened out the end of the match. He looked a bit blown up throughout, I thought. Uh, and again, I'm not someone who usually picks up on the quality of in-ring work. I'm too wrapped up in character and action and high spots and etc. So it's it's quite bad when I notice stuff. Um, I mean, there was a Fozzie gig on Saturday, mate. You know, there's yeah. a lot of energy for that. <laughs> well, you've got to just... you've got to make Smash Mouth look good. Got to put yeah. them over. <laughs> Somebody. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, just, I, I like the I like the booking with the Mike Kyoto stuff. I, I, that, to be honest, that's the bit I was most into. I was into Mike Kyoto wrestling with what he was going to do for the for the rules. Um, but overall, yeah. I thought Jericho let the team down a bit. Yeah. I don't know if that's because I was already a bit uh, conditioned in, you know, being disappointed by Jericho's actions over the weekend. Uh, but yeah, I, I thought Jericho just didn't, didn't make me yeah. didn't redeem I, himself with this. I think that for me, this feud has been great 
build and really, really great build to unfortunately not great matches. Mm-hmm. Like it's the, all the segments I feel that they've done, you know, that first segment that the showdown match where Jericho did the chicken cross the road shtick and the, the debate last week I thought was great, but yeah, the matches haven't been brilliant. They've been yeah. okay. Um, overall, I gave this a three out of five uh, because, you know, it had good stuff on uh, by AEW's standards, which are very high. It's an average show, it's, yeah. It's an average show. It's more of a setup show for next week. But I was listening to Melcher and Alvarez because I always try and get their take on stuff as well before we do these. And they brought up a fascinating point that AEW obviously tapes stuff right now. They do one week live, then they take the show, which airs the following week. So it's fortnightly batches. And they said the pattern is live show, huh, tape show, incredible. Yeah, Five of the Fallen Night 2 was way better than Night 1. And when I say, eh, I mean, you know, like, just generally good. But yeah. the tape shows are blow away. I'm like, why? The, is The live aspect isn't really changing the ratings right now. No. Just tape it all. <laughs> I suppose actually, yeah. You can tape around bits. You can you can t- apparently a big part of it is tidying up the commentary because the commentary is so much better, they said, on tape shows. And you know, thinking about it, I'm like, yeah, that is that is a consistent trend. So there's no rush to go live. Like, don't put the pressure on yourself. You can make an even better show, it seems, if you just tape everything. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, that's actually I, I didn't consider that, but you're absolutely mm. right. Yeah, yeah, really, really interesting. We have massively gone over time again, and we've got loads of super chats. Oh, yeah, again. Absolutely. So let's bash through these. God, if we only don't spend seven minutes on this farm. <laughs> Which ended up becoming more like 10. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Right. Priyansh Sharma says, would you guys be open to Kenny the Cleaner Omega as the leader of the new horseman? Not not for me, really. No, no. Goodbye himself. Yeah, I agree. Uh, On the subject of Cody and the TNT title. Who just started raining? I think a storm's just started. It just started going crazy outside. got very grey here. I mean, people can probably tell that the lighting in this room has changed dramatically because it's got cloudy AF over here. Oh, it's cosy. Colby Dennis. Are we We need to wrap things up. (laughs) And we're starting to talk about the weather. Colby Dennis. We spent 30 minutes not reviewing the show. (laughs) We talked about FTR. It was the first thing. Put that name back up. What was their name? Colby. I'm sure they weren't serious. It was Colby. Pilot. It was Pilot. Pilot. Oh, I'm getting Colby because I just read that. Colby Dennis says, was it just me when I watched it or did Mike Kyoda counter four count in the Cody match? No big deal. Still great to see him in a great show. He very much counted four. Look forward little, to seeing that on Botchamania. A little bit of ref rust. It's going nuts outside. Is it? Is it? We get it. We've got got a lot of cushions on the balcony. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Uh, Join the Luke Order says, What do you guys think of the new TNT title belt? I love the new design of it. Also, congrats on last night on Q Q Quizzlemania. Join the Luke Order. Mm, Spoilers. I I want that for us. Um, uh, Yeah, I kind of said my thoughts on it earlier. I I think it looks exactly the same. I'm I'm not a big fan of this. I like the fact that the, the, the brand logo is front and center. 
because it's for the it, it's what a way to sort of butter up the TV network, which is quite lovely. But yeah, it's 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 not my favorite championship design. It's better than the WWE tag titles because they're the worst, but it's not like the United Kingdom championship levels of nice. If their press team is smart, which they are, because we often email, they should send TNT Championship replica belts, now they're finished, to every single executive in that network and everyone beneath those executives. Because just having those around, what does that say? I can't, my my screen's too small at the moment. Now they're talking about... (laughs) (laughs) What should we talk about, Luke? (laughs) I don't know, mate. You know, I mean, this is becoming like the uh, the podcast outro at this point, just having a little chat about things. Me and me and Anna were going to go for a walk later. I don't, I don't think <gasps> so now. Happen, mate. No, no. I mean, we had plans this weekend to spend like, you know, mm. sitting out in the garden with my in-laws. No, it's not happening now, mate. Not happening. No, that's a shame. Yeah. Got a team meeting at half four. Are we going to be able to? Because I've got to edit the podcast as well, oh, so we do. We might have to wrap this up because I've got to do all the stuff right. with Vinny as well. Yashav Yashasvi Tripathi, so sorry. Spectacularly underwhelmed by Sky versus Cody. Mm, yeah, I enjoyed it, but yes, I, I yeah, it, it was underwhelming slightly. Christopher Jazzcat, Cody is a heel. Skylet better against Jericho. That's very true. Yeah, he does. Yeah. I agree on both those points. Uh, on Jericho and Cassidy, Gabriel Caruso, Orange 316, and that's the bottom line. Uh, Sawyer says, I also thought MJF turning on Cody came too early in the moment, but that ended up working out well. Poor Hangman. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, they needed to get MJF heel really as quickly as possible, in, in hindsight. Axe Adapter, MJF said Moxley wasn't in the building, even though commentators said Moxley would be there right before the segment. MJF looked dumb. Oh, it made MJF look like he's in his own little world. Mm. Kevin, I'm not saying that JR says the truth. He just has some interesting theories. He does make a point, and I do like barbecue sauce. That's it. So it's Kevin, turns out, isn't JR. It's AJ Styles. <laughs> Joseph, uh, Ke- Joseph's Kef. Uh, are people in the Deadly Draw signed? I understand not putting unsigned people on TV, but not using Ellerin and Nicole Savoy on your TV struggling division if you've actually signed them is criminal. There's, I mean, do you know what, like, where I, I said it last week. Where's Abaddon? If you mm. if you're not gonna have don't have any plans for, then don't do the big debut match thing with Dana J because it led to nothing. And AEW's unsigned talent all the time. Look at Jeff Cobb earlier yeah. in the year. Uh, he's not around right now because of the pandemic, but he's not signed with the company. It's one. Unfortunately, it looks like there's one rule for the men's division and another approach for the women's in prioritization. Dante says, "Hurry up, lads! I've got to work. I've got work tomorrow." <laughs> <laughs> Try chicken without flavor. Recent weeks, I'm starting to feel like AEW is in danger of being creatively bankrupt. Oh, in terms of how they book their women's division, I'm giving up on them just temporarily, not AEW entirely. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. Like, I think it's it, it's become such a broken record. And like, I, you know, I saw the the chat while we were talking about it being that you know it's the the simps arguments that you know you you can't it, it, women's wrestling's rubbish, et cetera, et cetera. They give them time, this and the other, but it's like, I think it's 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 shallow arguments, really. Um, Miguel 8A, I started to watch Evil Uno's stream and find myself cheering for the Dark Order even more than I have before. P.S. Uno was robbed. He comes across as such a nice guy on all oh, yeah. his social media. And stuff. I, don't, I don't follow a lot of wrestlers on Twitter, but I do follow Evil yeah. Uno just because I just like seeing him send messages to Brody Lee, going, hey, Mr. Brody Lee. You know what day it is? <laughs> 
Uh, Chris Petrow, random thought here. What do you guys think of a future face Cody versus heel cleaner Omega feud? I think it could be a huge match. I agree. So in for that. So much history to play off there as well with all the Bullet Club stuff in New Japan. And for the heart of AEW. Yeah. I bet Omega would really love to sink his sort of storytelling chops into that. Matthew McFadden, Uno has been one of my favourites on the roster for months now. His authoritative flamboyance in his entrance. That is a fantastic way to describe it. That is absolutely perfect. Uh, uh, Promos and in-ring work is so unique. Both Expertly put there, Matthew. Mm. Authoritative flamboyance. Taylor Peck, it's about time Dark Order got some titles. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we'll see next week. Black Winged, my fantasy booking for the women's division. B Priestley, no! Yeah, but she's trapped over here at the moment because of the pandemic. But yes, uh, and Jamie Hayter appear. They cut a promo on how they have come from a company that actually promotes women. They are like a two-woman NWO. I think this, like, what AEW does need is a big storyline because really the two major storylines they have had for their women's division have both been brandy-focused. You know, you had the Nightmare collect no they're not them a collective are they what I were they, they were. I think they the nightmare, nightmare collective, collective yeah. the, yes because Cody, cody's cody's the nightmare family yes it was the nightmare collective so you add that and then they dropped that and now you've got this whole thing where brandy's like turned heel in the AEW women's tag tournament division you kind of saw a little bit of that here because she's carrying around her action figure but like so that's again you've only got you've got two stories running and they're both brandy focused and she's not the champion mm. it sends and you've got Britt breaker as well it sends an unfortunate message with Brandy. You know, like, I, I really like Brandy, but it does seem like she's getting all the stuff. Yeah, and I, I, do you know what? Like, I, I know she got a lot of flack last week over the heels thing, which I thought some of it was quite unwarranted, particularly, like, the racial abuse was completely unwarranted. Mm. Oh, she yeah. from that. Absolutely. But it was like, you know, she was giving a speech on that Friday on sort of social media strategies and then deleted her Twitter account. Because you have some criticism for a project. It's not the best message. Sawyer. San- sadly, Brandy is heel again. Go. Her new gimmick is bragging about being the only woman in AEW with an action figure. Such a bad idea. Read the room. Um, I mean, if the room is saying that Brandy is a heel, then I suppose you should really like, have her as a heel. Yeah, but maybe... I mean, if the payoff is that the women get a whole new line released imminently, fantastic. But I don't see that happening just the way production works nate s they don't have enough time to do those recap packages they need a three hour joking obviously oh you nearly got me uh congrats wrestle talk tag champs and on appreciation night no less that's right it was. That. it was yeah um Crown champion. Yeah. uh techno bacon <laughs> good name first ever super chat i'm related to everything but i honestly will never understand why trent dropped his last name in new japan beretta is such a cool last name i totally agree totally agree Uh, yeah i I don't know why he did that i thought i monthly granito they just don't have the talent to run a women's division it's better to build it on youtube and bring it to dynamite when it's ready the women are watching isn't that the important thing it like man, I I can't <laughs> with this argument. Like Diamante's on the roster; she's been wrestling since 2005. So you're trying to tell me like someone who's been wrestling for 15 years isn't ready? Like Eva Lee's been doing it for 2002, but she's not ready. Like it's it's there. Yeah, you, you could. 
Shida, Penelope Ford. You've got four women right there. It's a shame Britt, but big swole. It's a shame Britt Baker and Statlander got injured when they did. It's a shame Rio and B Priestley are stuck abroad. But you still have five to six veteran level women and a couple of new ones. That's more than enough to build a title picture. Nyla Rose and Vicky Guerrero. You know, you've got yeah. all those people. And also, I keep coming back to it, Diana Perazzo. I know she went to Impact because she wanted to prove herself again. Just offer her more money. You know, you you needed women and she's great. And you know what? For weeks on end, people kept telling us in the comments, you can't push Penelope Ford, she's not ready. And then she went out there and had a great match with Hikari Shida. So, I, 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 yeah. So sorry to disagree with you, Monty. Yeah, very, but I'm very sorry. I think you're wrong. Ty Boogie ratings say they don't have to care about women. The other show does it well, and the demo not watching. Cards are numbers, man. And numbers say who cares? Yeah, yeah but, but it, it's, it's, it's yeah, it's your responsibility to make people care about stuff, right? So they can, if they book women's wrestling to a level. The knockouts, the knockouts in TNA used to outdraw everything else in that promotion because yeah. it had great storylines, great wrestling, and over characters. If you follow those three things, people will start to watch them. And then you condition people to watch the women's wrestling rather than just skip the next five minutes, flick over and see what else is on because you just only give them three-minute matches every week with no storyline. And you know what? The women's wrestling wasn't always great in tna on impacts like as great as they were as characters the beautiful people weren't that velvet sky bless her heart took a oh, hundred steps to get across the ring you know very nice person but she was not ready but they were outdrawing the men because they were great characters being put into great stories i'll let you take over for the rest um, thank you to Jason for your donation. Dried chicken without flavor says NBA and all elite wrestling on the same day equals pure gold. They should do a marketing collaboration together. I believe even in the lead up to dynamite, they were doing like little advertising spots on during NBA games to say, Hey, check out the new league that's starting, uh, on mm. Wednesdays. Yeah. Um, hello, it says, I was on Cultaholics. I'm assuming that's not cult. Uh, I was on Cultaholics Discord, and lots of fans said AEW are the most toxic fans that hate women and trans people, and we're happy. I don't buy that either. I think there are, but I think there's toxic fans within every thing. Mm. I don't, I, I'm not sure you can say that AEW have the most toxic fans when I think that WWE have a lot of toxic fans. Like it's, I mean, I saw the, the chat during the, the, the fights. I, when I was watching the fight stream for Double or Nothing, Man, the chat's horrible. But I just think that's that's assholes. Like I don't think that's exclusive AEW fans. Yeah, that's that's internet fans. The, the yeah. worst of internet fans, really, because obviously we are all internet fans now. Um, but I mean more those who hide behind anonymity. Uh, I think if anything, AEW has cultivated a very welcoming. <laughs> say that I'm just criticizing the women's division, but you know they're, they're meant to be promoting diversity. Absolutely. Um, Jobber JJ says, introducing the best Quizzlemania tag team in the world, the Golden Mon Ollie Davis and the one and only Luke Owen. Shout out to all the mods. Thank you, mods. There are 8,000 people watching at the same time yesterday. Biggest stream we've ever had for Quizzlemania. So mods had a hell of a task and they performed yeah. excellently as always. Absolutely. And on Mod Mother's wedding anniversary. Yes. Uh, Nick Ward said, here's some money, boys. Uh, Got to go to bed. Catch you on the replay. Hashtag Swaft Under. Down in Swaft Under. 
Bacon Rasher, last night was amazing. Well done. Hashtag Wrestle Luke for helping Ollie and well done Ollie for remembering everything. Still team JTJ, but need my shirt or it will be FTF. Epic battle ahead in two weeks. I don't know if you're done right now. Yeah, well, you know, like who helped who really? And, and I mean, in that one. He certainly did well. Taxel, who had the bigger heel turn yesterday, FTR or Denise? <laughs> that was. She's still adorable when she, when she cut the promo. Do you know what, dude? I I, uh, I love the fact that it's the microphone gimmick. The first opportunity that they could get when they were on level points because it was the closest they ever came to being first because they sucked. Oh, they were so bad last night. Sean had a dreadful run. What a terrible champion. Christopher Jaskat. <laughs> Um, <laughs> this is great. Maybe if you guys cover Japanese wrestling, you wouldn't misspell Hiroshi Tanahashi's name as Horseshoe. You've turned heel on me. I had such a fun chat with that about with Karen that's out on Twitter last night because she was like, This is inexcusable. So I just kept meshing her, Horseshoe Tanahashi. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you jazz cat use the hashtag FTF there, but please don't do that. Remember, we're a family friendly brand. Uh, Chris Bertrout, congrats on the win last night. I had complete faith. Wrestling related. Tell has been one of my faves in 2020. His, he always delivers fiery promos. Yeah, it's a shame that he's not managing someone who's used more, really. Yeah. Uh, Fightful, uh, was Horseshoe Tanahashi oh, a main eventer? Come on. Come sure. on. Don't stop using the hashtag FTF. Lost by like 20 points. Rangers Mayhem, if Adam uh, loses, Pete and Andy should take part of the shaving or decision of what gets to be shaved besides his head. I use that promo code. Mm. Uh, Hippo271 says, FTF, friendly to families. Yeah, well, that's, we, we want the letters banished forever. Got no time for this. Myron Speed, best grumpy JR voice. With all this, with this many participants, Quizzlemania needs more moderators. One can't keep it under control. Mm. Uh, the Roberts Archer segment was poop emoji. We didn't talk about that. We <laughs> skipped it. Oh my god, it's an hour fifteen into the show. I've got a meeting in ten minutes. I've got I've got to edit a podcast and all the back end stuff for this, mate. Well, that was weird. It was weird. That's yeah. that's all it was. Mike D, he's the lady's choice. It says, congrats on the win last night, guys. SRS fears the Mantar movement. Hashtag FTF ends at SummerSlam. Hashtag JTJ for life. That's what I'm talking about, Mike D. Um, Benny Sato uh, says, champs. Thank you, Benny Sato. Benny Sato uh, promised us something if we won, thinking we wouldn't win. He messaged me last night uh, before the Quizlemania stream saying, if you guys win, then I've got some smack a replica SmackDown tag titles that I can send you. Um and I was, I, I did mention being like, ah, I wouldn't worry about that, mate. I don't think it's very likely. I mean, the training's gone well and everything, but I, I wouldn't worry about it. And then afterwards, I just got lots of excited messages being like, where am I sending these? Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. I, do you want me to continue on? Yeah. Oh, I will do. Monty uh, says, um, mm, this male virtue signaling needs to chill. Wrestling on TV should be merit-based. AW has a ton of talent that doesn't get the time, i.e. Lance Archer. Uh, I don't think it's male virtue signaling. I think it's making all of your wrestling have stakes and telling a good... Look, look if you're going to treat the women's division like this, you might as well get rid of it. Yeah. New Japan don't have a women's division. Ring of Honor felt like they needed to introduce a women's division, but, you know, it's predominantly male wrestling. What, what annoys me is that AEW keeps saying how they're pushing women's wrestling and how they're 
creating social media services and platforms for it. It's, it's incredibly hypocritical. Well, I very much appreciate the super chat and your opinion on this, Monty. I think as soon as you use something like male virtue signaling, like it, it feels like you've already lost the argument because you just, it's like someone yesterday when I posted up saying that AEW should treat their women better. It's like, why are you such a simp? And I'm like, mate, you've basically lost the argument already because mm. you're not saying anything. You're just throwing stupidly made up insults. Anyway, Will Hate, I'm a pledge hammer again. Great to be back. Well done last night. Davis, the New York area is proud of you. Will knows. Will knows who brought home the trophy. Um, Benny uh, Sato says, if you don't want WWE, which tag titles do you want for the champs? Oh, I mean, the I, I love the AEW tag yeah, champs. Oh, but yeah, the NXT UK ones. Yeah, yeah the NXT UK tag belts are mwah, beautiful. Mm. Uh, David Williams says, did anyone realize MGF redid his WWE appearance in AEW last night, pushing that guy back? That's right. We talked about that earlier. Great stuff. Brooklyn Tui says, but he also says KO did it to him when it was definitely Samoa Joe. Daniel VT says, uh, you think Alex Garcia and Thunder Rosa will be part of AEW? Cody and AEW's Twitter account have teased it. So who knows? Well, yeah, soon. It better be soon. Axe Adapter, AEW has nothing for their women's division. NXT has three storylines. Ah, they haven't got the time, mate. So it's only mm -hmm. a two hours. Just haven't got the time for it on Dynamite. Yeah. Um, Harry Crater, thank you very much for your donation. Dry chicken without flavor. I love your show, guys. Keep up the great work. SJC Flawless, go wrestle talk jam that jam from Texas. Thank you. Support each other. And lastly, Augustin Dietrez says AEW can do an open challenge for Shida for the women's title at the TNT title. Shida cuts a promo in the back like a month ago saying she is welcome to anyone. Yeah, she got the exact same promo on this week's show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, did you say that Annika Wilson and Harry Kreta for no uh, no message but a super chat? Oh, uh, I did not. No, it's very apologetic. Thank well. you very much to those two as well. Hey, so uh, what are your plans for the weekend, mate? Well, I'm working Saturday. <gasps> of course you are. You're doing the SmackDown review with old Randy Andy Datsun. Doing the SmackDown podcast with Andy Datsun and the, the WrestleTalk News then. And then that's it, really. Might <laughs> might rearrange the kitchen. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? It's all it's all go here in my house. What about you? Uh, I'm going to go see my in-laws this weekend. You did um, that last weekend? No, I, I was a, that was a few weekends ago. That, oh. so it was actually last month <laughs> we went to go see my in-laws. So, uh, Time. We're Yes, so we're going to go uh, see my in-laws, which I'm very, very excited about. And my sister-in-law and uh, Mickey Love will be Mickey. there as well. So uh, very excited to see uh, those. And I, th I think it's going to be you know, a very nice weekend. Slightly disappointing that the weather's not going to be there because we're having some sort of flash floods at the moment here in the UK and tropical thunderstorms because global warming's not real. And um, it, it just means that it's likely going to be raining all day on Saturday, despite the fact it's hot as balls at the moment. Mm. Hot, hot as well, but balls are relative, surely. Yeah, I suppose you're, you're absolutely right. Yeah, shave the if balls you, down. If, if you're going by my balls, though, <sighs> real feel. Let, the real it... feel is through the roof. It is last year's super showdown. <laughs> this is Goldberg and Undertaker. Goldberg and the Undertaker are trying to wrestle in my balls right now. That's how hot it is. They're being paid an enormous amount of money to have a match in my testicles. 
you know like you get a lot of messages from people who kind of talk about the jokes that you make in your sponsorship reads you know raid shadow legends mm-hmm. and and you know like my big hairy balls and things like that it's all it's very very lovely i was very disappointed i didn't get a single message about shave the balls down i really shave thought it's a good you know what well if you want to i could take it from you put it in my manscaped advert in the wrestle talk news and everyone will say it's my i'm gonna do that <laughs> i've actually gotta write the script today let me just put literally writing this in my notes right now write manscaped tomorrow at 2 p.m uh steel luke's shave the balls down joke it's in there it's on my schedule cool, cool. i'll do that tomorrow thanks mate Yep, you're you're very very welcome. You're very very welcome because that's yes. what you want. You want to push yeah. the joke. Mm-hmm. Not, yes. not you're selfless. Oh, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. Um, right. Would you like a, a rest talk? Get better. Uh, this one is from David. I won't let you answer the question. Uh, this is David who says, <laughs> hello, Ollie and Luke. A while ago, I sent an email that I was making progress on losing weight and trying to meet my goal of doing a low-carb keto diet. I'm happy to say that I've met my goal of 200 pounds. I ended up losing around 45 pounds. I do want to lose more, but more importantly, want to maintain the weight I've lost. I can finally wear clothes I haven't worn in 10 years, which is SummerSlam 2010. Good lord! With the Nexus, and what a plug! Because we we are literally reviewing SummerSlam 2010 around this very podcast. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. the Patreon exclusive uh, review this month. Just had a look uh, to convert it for us Europeans. Forty five pounds is over twenty kilograms. What's that in in real money? What's well, real it, money to you? It, I've just stones, given you both measurements. Stones and stuff. Twenty five pounds. This is why I hate Imperial pounds to stones. 3.2 stone. Wow. Holy yeah. heckins. So to put that, you've lost over a quarter of me. Yeah, right. That's good. Congratulations. Absolutely. Congratulations. That's really, really good. And it's interesting to hear that the slow carb slash keto diet works so well for you. you know, I've yeah. been a proponent of that. Uh, I've tried it. I've tried it many times, but it is a very difficult diet to follow. Uh, and I can only ever stick to it for about three weeks maximum. And that I am so unhappy. Aren't I, Luke? I'm yes, so unhappy is. in those three weeks. So well done. That's a tremendous dedication. Yeah, he continues. Uh, though during this time, I found out in February I have cancer. Oh, God damn it, Keto. <laughs> Specifically called squarus cell circinoma <sighs> no origin. Very sorry. Uh, my oncologist told me that my cancer is very unique because it's not radiating from anywhere and there really aren't many cases like mine. In April, I had a tumor removed and started doing chemotherapy, but last month met with a specialist telling me that they can remove, uh, that they can remove the enlarged lymph nodes uh, that where the tumor was. So it looks like they should be able to get all the cancer and I'll hopefully be cancer free. The surgery is on July 15th. That was like a month ago. Oh, Please wow. do let us know how you got on. Uh, I've included a couple of photos from me before and after my weight loss. Thank you for the content you guys put out i always love listening to your podcast be safe in these crazy times i love you guys <laughs> so if you've got the support inbox there are photos there for you to look at get it up now oh uh, well 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 oh, it's such a shame to hear absolutely uh, i guess if it's if it's the because the lymph nodes if the tumor was around the lymph nodes that would be spread through the lymphatic system maybe that's why it's sort of they said the cancer's everywhere so yeah that, i mean if if you can take out 
the problem at the root hopefully uh that should that should help uh that's so so sad to hear that though um but you know you've shown enormous dedication to lose that 20 kilograms 45 yeah. pounds so we're behind you for the next battle absolutely yes and thank you so much for some of those photos very very impressive stuff there david did i tell you i've lost weight during lockdown how much weight i've lost over a stone mate a stone yeah i'm like i'm like i'm under like 11 stone for the first time in forever good lord yeah what did you do i went for two runs how long were the runs I uh, probably max 20 minutes. Oh, right. It wasn't Each. like you just ran for four days. No, it wasn't like Forrest Gump. Gump yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know what it is, but like, yeah, I just, I, I realized it when, when my wife and I went to go view a house and um, because <laughs> bearing in mind, this was on a massively hot day as well. My wife was like, I want to make a good impression. I want them to think that we are responsible mm. uh, adults that can have, you know, can afford to buy this house and pay the mortgage. And I was like, mate, they're going to find out I'm a YouTuber and that's just going <laughs> to, all credibility is going to fly out the window. But she like on the, on a really hot day, a couple of months ago, she made me wear jeans and it was like so hot, but I, I know I wore jeans. I love my wife. And I was like, you're absolutely right. Let's look as professional as possible. I wore the jeans. I needed a belt for them. These were like jeans that like used to like be quite tight around me. I needed a belt, but I don't own a belt, so I just had to worry that they weren't going to fall around my ass a little bit. I and then love I've... that in in trying to look more adult, you probably wore uh, a replica championship WWE belt <laughs> for your jeans. Is that? Please tell me that's what happened. <laughs> unfortunately not quite no um i just had to just sort of like, I, I, what i do when i've got jeans that don't really fit me is i just put my hands in my pockets and sort of use that as a belt um, the orange so like, cassidy style exactly yeah my hands become sort of like the holder like you just sort of grab the inside pockets like the inside uh the inside of your pocket and you just sort of like hold them in place hey i think we just got our first uh hip tip on wrestle talk just like queer eye <laughs> we've now got style advice from luke and ollie so yeah, if you find yourself without a belt, put your hands in your pockets. And hold the jeans up yourself. Hold the jeans up yourself. Well, I bet Tan, Tan is nodding somewhere in approval <laughs> right now. Or just French tuck the shit out of your shirt. <laughs> I'm going to have to censor that, mate. So I'm not allowed to swear on the A-cast. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, it's hot. I know. I'll, I'll it's Sean Ross that Sapp. That's what he's done to me. The, the, the cuss words are infiltrating my filter. I'm I'm worried about doing a podcast with Denise with the hammer now. Like I'm gonna try and rein her in tomorrow, trying to get back her to her pure Denise self. Um, we've got one last one I want to read out here uh, because it was specifically for the AEW review. This comes in from Stu, who says, uh, it's a follow-up to my Get Better You read out on the 30th of January 2020 AEW review show, which was about 200 months ago. Hmm. Uh, we all know that consistent storytelling across the rest uh, of network is, of course, crucial. The summary of my previous email was to let you guys know I was about to start my second run in with cancer, having had surgery and chemo five years ago. I was looking down the barrel of the same again for 2020 after my regular scan spotted a tumor just before Christmas. My rest or get better pledge was to do everything I could to stay positive through this second lap, setting myself goals in getting up and about, trying to stay active once my treatment plan became clearer. I also said in that email I'd use podcasts to help me get through a routine to get through the weeks, and I'd win Andy Datsun's WrestleTalk Fans Fantasy Football League. <laughs> so I'm getting back in touch with a quick update to say that I've done everything I'd said I'd do. Yes, I had successful surgery, avoided complications, had a crack, and have been cracking on with chemo and one of the sports oh, thing. Oh, look at that! I hadn't planned on to. I hadn't planned to do uh, 
sorry, I hadn't planned to also have uh, to deal with the presence of a nasty little pandemic, meaning I've had to shield since March with the mm. only building I've entered other than my house being the hospital for my checkups and having to disinfect everything that comes into the house. But, you know, it is what it is. I managed to get out for walks when I can, and the podcast really helped me take my mind off what is potentially pretty mundane routine. So a big thank you from me as I reach at the halfway point of my chemo. All the podcasts help keep my spirits up and really boost my enjoyment of wrestling. In short, I am content with your content. Thank you all. Uh, as an aside, one question, if there's a chance to sneak it in, I think we can probably allow that. Uh, on the reviews, you often talk about how people are over. In particular, I've noticed this with Drew on the Raw ones. In the no crowd era, how hard it is for companies and review sites to judge what is over other than going off your own opinion don't dislike drew but to steal luke's line from the broken matt hardy bits i think he's fine uh, i would uh, i was more most into him when he claymored brock out of the rumble and the roof nearly came off but since then find it hard to get any in into anything wwe beyond it being fine what resonates most with me at the moment is the comedy bits which wwe are generally awful at but aew hit more than often interested to know what you guys view on this uh, connecting with the fans without having any live audience to base it on I mean, WWE don't follow the crowd reactions anyway, so it hasn't really affected them. They push who they want to push. Yeah. Uh, you're totally right. They're flying blind right now. All the sort of major weekly television companies are because they can't go off of what's getting over with fans. You're sort of writing in, in a room and hoping... It, it translates to people. I guess that what they've got is the ratings and the social media numbers. Yeah. Uh, I think it's more damaging to AEW because they rely a lot more on crowd reactions. They respond more to the crowd when they're there. Uh, we said it a couple of weeks ago. Maybe Broken Matt Hardy's character would have stayed around longer oh, yeah. if they had a crowd that would have been responding more favorably in the arena. And that would have affected the enjoyment at home as well. But they didn't have that. They had social media and people like me and Luke who were like, ah. <laughs> and they, I think that I think that is a part of why they got rid of it. Yeah, I don't know no. why they don't listen to us about the women's division. <laughs> they just won't accept. Oh, mate, I could, we'll get into that. In the, well, we've already gone into that on mm. the show. But anyway, thank you all so much for listening. Hey, if you like the voice of Ollie Davis and you think I'd love another podcast with him, well, guess what? Mm. He's reviewing SmackDown this Saturday with Randy Andy Danson. <laughs> so that'll be fun. And I'll be with my new permanent Friday co-host, Denise Salcedo, on tomorrow's magazine show. And it's the usual fun stuff. It's nearly SummerSlam, folks. So lots of content coming up. Take care. Love you. Goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack. 
for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.